Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The weekly wrap on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now to take a look at a headline that's been on the lips of many Singaporeans. Inflation, the hot topic, right? How are we going to cope with it as prices start to go up? And when is recession going to hit Singapore? Just a couple of questions that I'm sure you're asking your friends or even your family, right? And yesterday we saw in a surprise move the Monetary Authority of Singapore boosting its support for the Singapore dollar in an off cycle policy decision to cool inflation. That's expected to rise faster than previously anticipated. And that makes the fourth tightening move by MAS since October 2021, the second time since January that the central bank has moved ahead of a scheduled meeting. Of course, that next policy statement is due in October. Well, we're going to talk about inflation right now. A good friend of ours, Sunny Hamid, Director of Wealth Management at Financial Alliance. Good morning, Sunny. Good morning. You know, you got to take things seriously when your mother tells you, you better stock up on sun canned food. That's what happened to me. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people are sitting down with their bankers asking, okay, how bad is inflation going to get? Right. We have seen pretty bad numbers to date. I think decade high core inflation in Singapore and I think uh, multi-decade highs in the US, about 9.1% recently. But having said that, when we look further down the tunnel, there are indications, for example, uh, falling commodity prices, falling oil prices, a slowing economy, to suggest that basically we could see in the months ahead these very high numbers come off from their highs. So there's a little bit of optimism that we will, inflation may have peaked or is potentially going to peak very, very soon. But that's going to be later in the second half of the year. Right. So that falls in line to the potential of if we're going to see a recession, it will be at the end of the year or maybe 2023. Exactly. Recessions tend to basically destroy what we call demand. And so you take care basically of the demand side of that's causing inflation. Mm. Of course, the cost push side where supply chain disruptions and such, that in itself needs to work its way out um, in order for both parts of that equation that's driving up inflation to come off. Yeah, I'll believe it when the grab search prices finally start going down. Don't know when that'll be. But <laughs> you know, Sunny, we come from a generation where we've seen Asian financial crisis, global financial mm-hmm. crisis. And I'm thinking if you are a fresh graduate right now, youth right now, right? I mean, what should you be prepared for? How do you manage the situation that you're going into? Well, it's not easy. So first of all, I think this generation that's maybe uh, coming out graduating, if they've not dealt with this kind of inflation before. Mm. Of course, trying to save as much as you can because inflation, what it does is it eats into your purchasing power. Mm. You need to actually save up in order to ensure that certain essential items that you tend to purchase, uh, you're still able to purchase them because, of course, unfortunately, you need to cut somewhere else to support somewhere else. But one good advice, I think, for graduates is if you're looking for a job, have a discussion with your potential employers in terms of maybe indexing your salary or even ask them, do you cater for inflation when we do salary reviews and such? Because if you don't, you end up having less to spend despite the fact you think that you have a high salary because inflation does eat and cut into your purchasing power. Right. Curious that you bring up this jobs thing because I, I wanted to ask how jobs will be impacted, but I'd like to hear more about this idea of indexing salary. I know there's a football team, Barcelona Football Club. They are mm-hmm. they're going through financial turmoil. So what they do with their players is they sort of review their contracts, take a pay cut now, and when things are better, we compensate. Can this work? 
Potentially it can, but I guess it's psychological to have a pay cut. So basically it's a question of historically have certain companies kept up with inflation. You know, we have not seen inflation yeah. at this level for the past 10 years. Yeah. So a good question to ask is, you know, if inflation is high for this particular year, would your review take that into account? Like for example, for the past 10 years, you've been paying 5% increment every year. Okay. But guess what? Inflation is 5%. So would you add on to that 5% with another component to help me take care of inflation. Otherwise, if you keep to what you had paid previously, my salary is just basically keeping up with inflation. There's no increment at all. Mm-hmm. So companies need to have some level of flexibility. There's another group that's going to be impacted as well, and that's those that are getting married or looking to buy a house or change house for that matter. Though a small percentage, but we've seen a percentage of houses, HDB flats, crossing the $1 million mark. <laughs> How is this going to impact housing prices? Well, typically hard assets do well in inflationary environments. So homes are considered to be hard assets or at least properties are considered to be hard assets. From that perspective, and also, of course, there's local demographic situations and such, but from that perspective, I think home prices should remain underpinned. But the caveat is if we are going to slow down, uh, not only domestically, but let's say even globally, that in itself could take away some of the demand and you could have a confluence of factors and home prices could eventually end up lower okay. um, despite the fact inflation remains high. Oh, wow. That's something to take note of. Yeah. But from the business point of view, this can represent an opportunity for homegrown brands because these are perceived to be cheaper, for example, in the supermarket. Yes, exactly. And it's a common phenomenon when, when prices rise, there's something called substitution effect. So what consumers do is switch over to the lower cost items and these typically are home brands, brands carried by certain supermarkets and such. So yes, this substitution effect is I think already taking place. Mm, And certainly a habit that consumers may consider as they try and deal with rising prices. Sunny, I want to talk to you about two fronts from a regular consumer point of view. One, in general, habits to tackle inflation. And then the other, later on, we'll talk about investing when during an economic situation like we're in. So what do you tend to advise people in terms of habits to tackle inflation? One has to be very aware of what kind of damage inflation does. So inflation basically takes away what we call your purchasing power. If you walk into a supermarket and it used to be that with $100, you would be able to buy, say, 20 items. Now, if you go with that same $100, you'll probably be able to buy 15 items mm, and worst yeah. case, maybe 12 yeah, items. 5%, so yeah. if, if you want to keep that particular group of items, i.e. the original 20 items, um, you basically have to spend 150 instead of 100 So where's that 50 coming from? So the advice would be if, if those are essential items, you basically need to then set aside money elsewhere, cutting back on non-essential items in order to make way for the additional $50 that you need to spend on essential items. So there's going to be a little bit of budgeting, a little bit of choosing between where do I cut, what do I need, and prioritizing what you want to purchase. Mm. I'm just thinking this is probably also going to have an impact to the revenge traveling that we've been seeing. <laughs> so much so that even the UK is like limiting the amount of flights, right? Is this something that it's worth considering? Because people tend to be willing to spend a little bit to travel because of how we've been stuck in Singapore for two years plus. I guess it's like you say, a pent-up demand. But again, if you spend on something which is non-essential, and well, I'm not too sure whether travels is non-essential. <laughs> <laughs> Psychologically, it is. <laughs> then you have to forego the ability to yeah. keep to certain essential stuff. Yeah, you got to keep like a balance sheet in that sense. Okay, Sunny, <laughs> this is the big one. As an investor, 
what should I look out for in light of the economic situation? And maybe I'll give you my own idea. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe things like Sheng Xiong sounds good right now because uh-huh. they did well during the pandemic, right? So am I barking up the right tree here? Okay, so while I can't mention specific names, I can give you a general idea. Okay. If you're going to investing into equities, you probably want to look for companies where the demand for their products or services are what we call inelastic. Ah. Even if prices go up, the demand is still there. And when you mention Singsiang, one of the reasons is it's an essential good. Okay. So people will have to buy regardless of the recession or not. So these kind of companies, their margins are protected because even if there's high inflation, even if there's a recession, demand is still there. It doesn't get disrupted in terms of normal companies where higher prices reduces demand for the products and services. Okay, that is good advice. And finally, Sunny, to wrap things up, at this point, looking ahead, what kind of other global events should we be looking out for? Obviously, things like the situation between Russia and Ukraine has had an effect on what we see now. Other global events you think we should watch out for? There's one particular one coming up very soon. A couple of days ago, at least last week, a major pipeline between yeah. Russia and I think Germany was shut down for maintenance. Yeah. There's basically talks that the Russians will not resume piping energy or at least natural gas over. That in itself would cause Germany's energy cost to just go up in a straight line. Mm-hmm. And that would have massive repercussions because Germany is one of the largest economy in the EU. So that actually is something which could tip the EU into recession. They're really headed towards that direction, yeah. but that could be that seals the deal. Okay, so watch out for these catalysts in that sense. Sunny yeah. Hamid, Director of Wealth Management for Financial Alliance, on the line with me. Sunny, I really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a Thank great you weekend ahead. Me. You too. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.